his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball. And baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does. (laughs) Nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. 97.1 FM Talk On Demand Audio This hour of the Mark Reardon Show is sponsored by Gamma Tree Experts Your trees deserve the best care Call Gamma Tree Experts Mark Reardon The heart of America is not government The center of America is not Washington D.C. The center of America is the neighborhoods where 330 million Americans are raising their kids and trying to put food on the table and trying to love their neighbors Mark Reardon There's nothing worse than a reckless jackass who thinks he's smarter than everybody else. I am the smartest man alive! The Mark Reardon Show is on now. Well, 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 ladies and gentlemen, here we go. And as I've indicated in the last couple of days, maybe... It's close, but maybe not quite as historic as 13 votes for Speaker of the House, but it's the first Reardon Roundtable of the year, 2023. <laughs> and that's pretty Clearly important, too. historic. Yeah, very historic. Jane is back from Yay! Rome. She, she killed the Pope when she was there, but Aww. welcome back yeah, from it Italy. Was, yeah, it was incredible. Was I that was actually your fault, in by the way? No, I was in Florence when he actually oh, passed okay. away, so that's not my fault. All right, well. But I did go back to Rome and... But we didn't. We weren't there long enough to see the mass with the Pope. So. Uh, I want to introduce also Senator Mary Elizabeth Coleman is here, hey. former state rep, yep. and Steve Butts, state rep, is here. He also is part of the international contingent this afternoon because you spent New Year's <laughs> in in London. I did spend New Year's in London. One of my kids was moving there for a few months, so I we were going to help him move. So it was oh uh, darn. Well, and London fun. is beautiful at Christmas time. So if you ever get there. Let yeah, me say sure something. Italy, I think London it. is beautiful anytime. I love that city. I do love it London. Is fantastic. It's easy to get around, yep. and the language barrier is not too bad either. And super clean. <laughs> it yeah. is, French. isn't it? Yeah. Well, yeah. by the, the way, and I don't think... Language barrier? I, don't, <laughs> I was kind of kidding. Uh, I don't think we're... Uh, <laughs> sorry. We're not going to get to Harry and Meghan and all that nonsense, but oh, good Lord, what a bunch of crap. Did you see the back and forth, I guess? I should, see, I'm the one talking about it. Now, I just said I'm not going to talk about it. <laughs> It seems like something you would be into, Jane. Which? What? What nonsense oh, are you? The, oh, they, like Harry and William threw down. Didn't you hear this? Like, yeah, whatever. There I'm were d- punches. And, yeah. I, see I don't talking care. About it. I don't I care. Care. You don't know about this? There was a physical assault. Yes. He yes. alleges oh, you're gonna a hear, physical wait, assault. You're going to hear this. There's 60 we'll Minutes. The they're doing 60 they're Minutes stuff this weekend. Right. And brothers Harry, do that. Harry cries on 60 Minutes. So anyway. All right. I, I'm going ch- to get you updated. going to get you updated here on, on everything with the speakers raised. But let me ask this question. And for those of you who might follow me on Twitter, you might have seen this already today. Do you think I got to address my Democrat members here? Is it possible, Steve, that climate change 
can elect a Speaker of the House? Because I have a piece from the Washington it's Post. It's impossible, this Mark. I, I don't can think answer so. that already. Yeah, I don't think so. No, no, no. It's not impossible because the Washington Post has a headline that says climate change puts more women at risk for domestic violence. Apparently, climate change is capable of doing everything else except for electing a, a Speaker of the House, which is utterly ridiculous. That and toothpaste. Oh, I my mean, God. All right. I we're on the 13th vote. Here's where we are right now. We have had many members. Fifteen have flipped, including Congressman Perry from Pennsylvania, uh, Chip Roy. And I've mentioned Chip Roy quite a bit from Texas this week because he seems to be a bit of the adult in the room when it comes to the negotiations. And they've been, you know, flipping members and they flipped a lot today. Now, there's a couple of people who were not there for the vote right now. It's on hold until 9 p.m. Central Time. Mm -hmm. There are two members that weren't there, Ken Buck and there was somebody else. A guy from Texas. Yeah, that Um, are going to fly back. So right now there are, as far as the updated vote totals. So he needs two of the six holdouts. He got 214 on round 13. Uh, Jeffries with 212, Jim Jordan with six, and Absent was two. So if he gets the two that were absent, that puts him to 216 tonight. He's got to flip two more out of the six. Is that possible? I suppose at this point said it he's has got to him. be. Right. He well, says he's got him. Who would it be? Would it be Andy Biggs? Bobert's not going to switch. That's we know Gates isn't going to switch, right? Um, um, Andy Biggs might be one, and then maybe. there's a couple of the guy from um, the other guy from Arizona and the guy from Virginia. But, I, I don't know his name, the Virginia guy. I can't remember. Uh, it's not going to be Gates. Good. It's going to be um, Congressman. Good is his name. Crane. Mary, I'm hearing maybe yeah, Crane. Yeah, right. Crane is the other guy that's They're from Arizona. Him. I think yeah. Mary Elizabeth. Though the, the the one thing I think that has confused a lot of us this week is. The fact that this has kept going on like this. Now it's record setting. They'll be 150 years from now when they have this happen again. They'll be talking about 2023. And no, the problem is, we is I think it's going to happen all the time now. Once you open like, the door, uh, this is the kind of nonsense that will continue on. But it, let me no matter just what part. stay in line with the question is, I, I'm still very confused. And I've asked current members of Congress. I've asked former members of Congress. I've asked pundits inside the Beltway. I've asked pundits outside the Beltway. Why do you keep doing this and going to the vote over and over again? Now, when you're picking people off and you're starting to flip, I get that. But we're on round number 13. Why not do some of this, or most of it, behind the scenes, in conference, come back, okay, we got the votes. Not to throw the question back to you, but why do you think I would know more than the former I don't know. congressman? It was sort of a, no, but it was sort of a rhetorical question because my Because he wants it that bad. My point is, is no, that nobody seems to know. I think it's because it's a super majority. I mean, I don't know this, right? I have no idea. You tell me what they said, but my best guess is— They didn't know. That's the the thing. Nobody knows. Yeah. My best guess is a supermajority wanted Kevin. And so if you've got a supermajority of people who are saying, hey, this is what we want, you've got a small group of holdouts— you got to roll you got there's got to be one way or another yeah okay that, so they enjoy the theater they're, they're I don't know, one, that, one of the sticking points that wouldn't was happen on, to Nancy I'm one of the sticking you. points has been is on that good hang on hang on hang on the host is talking first round table of the year you got to listen to the host okay this um this motion to vacate the chair the initial request was allegedly for five members and now McCarthy agrees to one person to vacate the chair. So I actually text Rodney Davis, former congressman. I said, hey, help me out here because I don't know if I understand the implications. I heard one member say this morning, what's the difference if it's five or one because they basically have five? And there's probably truth to that. So his answer was, what means any one person of the House majority can ask for a vote to kick the speaker out of office. With a five-vote margin, this is what makes it indifferent if it's one or five, which makes sense. And I said, why agree to that just okay why because you have to and his answer was yeah to stop the madness and my follow-up was okay what would prevent bobert or you know gates from doing this on monday saying okay nothing. motion it nothing would prevent that it's insane 
You can't, I mean, just the lack of stability that you're, that you're basically begging for. So they get mad one day and every day we do, like literally we're going to do and be doing speaker votes every day when the, when these well, that, crazies that's get what, mad. Someone's going to have to explain that a little bit better to me because I, I get that there's negotiations. I understand that there's concessions. I do think, and, and here's one thing I would say, I don't. Mary Elizabeth, you can agree or disagree, but I'm not lumping all these 20 in the same group because I think there's yeah, the I never Kevins right. who feel and they've made this claim. Well, Congressman Perry has made this claim and he's flipped, so I won't criticize him. But they've tried to say this is not about personality. It's about personality. OK, for the fight. They're mad about primary. Well, listen, I think there's good people on both sides of this issue. And I, as much as it's easy for the Democrats Be careful to take, using that phrase. Well, Be careful. I know. Listen, but you get you get pot shots. But is it better to have Nancy Pelosi who makes the rules change so that she's got a cachet of votes in her pocket because she lets people vote by proxy. I just I don't I don't obviously this is unprecedented in a very long time. We haven't had a lot of people, but I don't share Jane's view that this is going to be a forever every time it happens. I mean, we have a handful of times that this has happened in the last he's allowing one person years. To do a referendum on him every day, and I, I lose, think that's. But the point is, like, they would lose the same way that they would lose now, which is allows them to, to stall. Point. It, it does allow them to point. stall. Steve, one There's thing I've heard this week from, from, and I've tried to kind of dial back on some of the hyperbole because I get this is unique in its history, and it's more frustrating to me just to see the votes go on and on and on. And thank God I'm not in the chamber. I don't know what you do. I'd play video poker if I was in there <laughs> waiting on these votes. But I've heard the words disaster and the mm-hmm. GOP implodes and chaos and embarrassing. I, that's nonsense, okay? And the, the, let me just attack the embarrassing part. What's embarrassing is seeing this vice president that we have right now open her mouth at any other time, or even the president who can barely get words out. Yeah, this is, um, this is the way democracy works sometimes. It's messy. I'm okay with messy every once in a while. I don't see why, and the media focus is so, you know, I, I mean, clearly the Republicans are targeted by most of the media, but is this really as big of a deal in the end that we're making out to be? I don't think it is. In the end, we're going to get through this in the next few days. When you have uh, elections that are as close as they are, when a House is as divided as evenly as it could be, and you have that few votes, um, you know, things like this are going to happen. Now, to quote Greg Daly, a guy I admire here in St. Louis, said, uh, you know, politics is a team sport. Right. And I'm like, when your caucus has been behind closed doors and they've got their leader and 96 percent of that caucus, it, it bothers me greatly that after they had their couple, you know, three votes to make their point, then I think they should have uh, voted to confirm Kevin because that's what the majority of their caucus wants. And here's the so thing. I feel pretty strongly about that. But otherwise, in about four days, Nobody five days, with the news cycle. Not going to matter. You think it lasts to me, long, though, you know Monday. what? I want to look at these people and say, you know what independence gets you? One vote. That's not what democracy is made of. This is, you know, this idea that they, you know, and we had them, too. I mean, we had we had the, you the know, squad. the squad doing the same nonsense. But, you know, Nancy, th- th- this is what concerns me about it. This will all be dead in a day or two. No one will care. It's process. Really, the American people don't care about process. They really don't. But it does concern me that. You know, he he when the margin is this close, he's going to have trouble governing. He's going to have he's Paul Ryan. 
you know, he had some ungovernable problems, but this is on steroids. And so these people... You know, and, and even part of that is not that trouble. Look, I'd, I'd be fine if they go up there, they don't do a damn thing for the next two years, okay? And that I, may I, be I, and I, that I feel, may by the way, no are. offense, but I feel like the same way about you guys. Don't do anything. Stop it. Stop going to Jeff City. Don't pass any more new laws. I understand that there are responsibilities with the budget. I get that. And there are you can go up and repeal them. And a couple new bills you're going to want us to pass. We'll get into that later. Well, you, you know, There's I'm, I'm exaggerating here to a certain extent, but on the federal government side, the one thing that I've always been, you know, concerned about as a conservative and as a fiscal conservative, and I'm more of a libertarian conservative, so I don't care about these social issues as much. I put that behind me. The the thing that's frustrating to me is we're focusing on all of the theater here when there are, and I don't want to give Gates and Boebert credit because I think they're the kooks, but right. there are good cases to be made by Chip Roy and others that there is no fiscal sanity. And there are a lot of Republicans that are just as guilty for this reckless spending as the Democrats. And it just depends on who's got control and then the blame shifts to the other side. So I don't know if in the end this results in any more serious approach to the budget and the appropriations process, because I think some of the complaints with the opponents here are absolutely Fair Warranted. game. Well, and that's yeah. back to my good people on both sides of this thing, right? You've got probably about the same portion of the Republican primary electorate who feel like the 20 holdouts or 22 holdouts who feel like, you know what, it's all big government, it's all big, and I don't care if you ever do anything wrong. You know, I think about my dad. My dad always voted cross-party. If he voted for the Republican president, he'd vote for the Democratic representation really? because he wanted nothing to be done ever. That's or at least so, make it really darn hard. Yeah. yeah. So, so there, you know, there is that group of people. And by the way, my mom and dad told me they were listening, so that's why I had to give my dad a shout out. I was paying attention to you, dad. So this is, you know, she I never does that, that, dad. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> that's hardline bet, yeah. Republican. Then can you go? Yeah, you need to vote some Democrats. In, <laughs> oh right? yeah, yeah, that's right. No, no, I don't do that. But I do listen to my dad, and I think that there's a lot of the the electorate, particularly Republicans, who don't want anything done. Hang on. We have wrapped the first segment of 2023 on the Rear and Rounds, and we have two more to go on this Friday afternoon. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at penfed.org slash savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, welcome back. It's the Rear and Roundtable for a Friday afternoon, the 1st of 2023. On the panel this afternoon, Jane Duker is back in the fold after traveling internationally. Steve Butts, also international traveler, spent New Year's in London. Mary Elizabeth Coleman and I stuck here in St. Louis, but that's okay. <laughs> I, drove Jeff Jeff City. <laughs> I, drove, I drove from Jeffco to Jeff City. Hey, uh, not that's wild. not too bad. That is. Did you take the high-speed train? Well, yeah. we did increase funding to have two trips a day from St. Louis in the budget last year, but... 
the timing wasn't great. All right. Yeah. Uh, usually I save <laughs> a lot of the sports stuff, and maybe I'll, I'll save a little bit here for the end. But obviously one of the big stories of the week outside of the battle for the speakership is what happened on Monday Night Football between the Bills and the Bengals to safety DeMar Hamlin. And the good news is today he has spoken. He's off his intubator. Uh, he seems like Thanks you know his neurological damage is minimal, if if any. So this is and his great lungs news. are healing. Uh, who was watching live on the air the other night? I was, I was watching with live. My kids, my and, sons. And let's face it: if you were watching live, and so even if disturbing. you tuned in afterwards, you thought you know my my first message to my friend Rick in Las Vegas was: Did we just see that guy die? Yeah. And mm-hmm. we we thought we had seen someone die. And and as an NFL fan and a huge NFL fan, I've seen injuries. But the one difference between this one, I think, is that you saw the reaction from. Josh Allen and the Bills, because they felt they had seen their they teammate die. Yep. Yeah. We, we don't have, in this situation, the player that is put on the cart or the stretcher rolling out and then giving the thumbs up. There was no thumbs up. So he goes off the field. He's in the ambulance. Nobody really knows. In fact, we didn't. We felt, I think, somewhat encouraged that first night into the first morning, but you don't know if yeah. things are going to take a turn for back. the worse. I mean, that's right. on the field. Which yeah, but, is... I mean, how many people have you guys taken the CPR class? What's the first thing? I never thing? have. Okay, you should do it. The first thing they say when you take a CPR class is don't worry about doing it right. Take the class. But if you just do if it, you're doing it. That means the person has already died. Right. Like, so by the time you're pumping somebody's chest, you're only helping. You are not hurting anything. And so, like you it's said, I mean, my boys, out, we were all watching it. It was like, oh, and you remember that happened to that soccer player? Remember uh, Erickson? <laughs> um, it, Chris it, Pronger when he took it. Chris Remember Bo Meester? I, I mean, do. he just yep. collapsed. collapsed. And I'm sitting here going, you know, this is these are these fluke things that happen. And, you know, and I know everybody, you know, is like, oh, this is all football's fault. This may not have had this, anything look, to do with football. This has nothing to do with football. And that's the thing. A lot of people have tried to parlay this it into the, like the questions hit. about violence I mean, with football. That has nothing to do with it. And let's kind of segue into the league and how they're about to screw everything up for those of us who are football fans. And let me just state on the record, I know I'm going to be insensitive. I've been insensitive all week. I'm glad DeMar Hamlin is all right. But the number one issue for the NFL is the playoffs and the Super Bowl. That's what the season is about. And they've been a bunch of wimps this week and not making decisions, and they still haven't announced what's going to happen here. One of the resolutions, if you can call that on the table, is to have everything stay with the seedings right now because they're not going to play this game, and then have potentially the AFC Championship game on the road. Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas has been contacted to see if they're available. So with one week's notice, the fans of whatever teams are going to be asked to go to some place that they're not going to be able to fill and have a championship game to go to the Super Bowl. It's ridiculous. This is unfortunate that it happened. I'm sorry that it happened. Both of the coaches agreed that the teams could not go on and play, but the consequences are that means you're not going to be the number one seed in the playoffs. This nonsense about adding another team and all this, I hope that somebody in that room this afternoon in the competition committee and the league offices are thinking hard about what the implications are for the rest of the season. At this point, DeMar Hamlin, his family, his physicians, they have to take care of him. His his team loves him deeply, and maybe there's going to be inspiration moving forward. But there's a season to be played and games to be played right now, and that, I'm sorry, is the priority. The first thing but he also, asked was... That's what I was going to say. The, the reporting won? is of course. won. And, and, and you know what? And when Bo Meester went down, when Chris Pronger went down, they finished the games. Erickson, he, I mean, people were convinced... He they was gone. I mean, they die. did. Yeah. They did CPR. They brought him back to life on the field in soccer. They continued the game. I look. I think the NFL's freaking out because I think they're trying to make Joe Buck be a liar. But I don't think Joe Buck's lying. I think they said you got five minutes and we're going to move. 
and then they got yeah. kind of whiplash. No, on I, that. I don't. I, I don't agree Joe with Buck. that narrative, and here's why: I believe Joe Buck too. But what what happened the other night was all happening very quickly and in real time, right? Mm-hmm. And what look what happens in situations like this is. They always play the game. Okay, yeah. the games. Can you name a time when the game has been canceled? You Never. can't. You take because a deep they don't do it. So the teams were on the sidelines with confusion, but also the expectation that they were going to play and continue the game. So that's what they did. And then the coaches met on the field, and Sean McDermott, justifiably, I'm not criticizing him, saying, "My guys can't go. We can't do it." And Zach Taylor's like, "I get it." We can't go, so the game is canceled. But there's a lot of attention, and and I get the criticism of the league because of what happened here in St. Louis, but this may very well be a situation where there was just a lot of confusion, and maybe somebody did say, okay, we're going to go because that's that's what what typically happens. But one of the things that's been annoying to me this week with the criticism on social media and elsewhere is typically it's not the people who give a rip about the NFL. It's the people who hate the NFL already anyway, that are criticizing. Watch. Some and of they, us. And they said, oh, well, they, they shouldn't be made to play for the rest of the season. I'm like, for the rest of the season, you're going to not let these right, guys play? It's ridiculous. I mean, this is, yeah, no. And it, it's gone cuckoo again. And I'm like, look, I, I'm fine with them making the decision to cancel the game. Um, that's not happened before. But they um, made the decision. But they made the decision. And you make the decision. But now you have to get, I mean, these are these people's jobs. They're a lot of money on the line. And, you know, there are a lot of people in the normal world who've had coworkers pass away or bad things happen. And, and you, you well, got to continue on. Life must go yeah. on. Yeah. And, and I don't think this kid in the hospital wants everything to stop because of him. No. Right. I, I, and you know what, Jane? I think you're right about that. Yeah. that. And I think that in in the end, I think we might even hear that from DeMar Hamlin. It's a Reardon Roundtable here for a Friday afternoon. Uh, state Senator Mary Elizabeth Coleman, Steve Butts uh, from the State House. Can we say that? That's right. The State House, yeah, that's, right? that's correct. I forgot yeah. the title at first, so I was doing it kind of a back channel there. And Jane Duker is here as well. Let's talk about the legislature. Steve, I'll start with you. You guys got kicked off. This week, uh, a little di- different composition we're hearing in Mary Elizabeth's chamber. We'll talk about that in a second. Expectations for the uh, session. So, you know, this is my uh, third term, and Mary Elizabeth and I came in the same time. And of the three terms that I've been there, I can tell you that I think the optimism for the next year or so is high. And with new leadership, both in the House and in the Senate, um, obviously we have a lot of freshmen coming into the house, like 50 out of the 163 are brand, brand new. So there's going to be a big Was learning curve Was that a bigger class there. than ours? I think so. It's I mean, huge. It's a it huge number, often. huge number of people. But that being said, we've got, um, and the speaker, the new speaker, Do you know Dean, Dean Plocker, Plocker, do you have a relationship? Doing very yeah. well. Okay. I mean, he gave I, him a foul I gave him a technical foul on December 27th at his kids' CYC game. Did I you really? That is awesome. You should I look love at the that. tweet. It's I'll on show his you the feed. tweet. Anyway, great. no, in all seriousness, he's such a great guy and has a lot of respect. Even in the uh, opening remarks by Crystal Quaid, our uh, Democratic floor leader, she, majority leader, she she had said she came in as a freshman with uh, Rep. Blocker, Plocker, and they have a good relationship. Yeah. And she's got and his he's respect. From St. Louis, which he I is, frankly, it's I'm good happy for about. St. Louis. It is good for St. Louis. So we and... get something a little bit more centric and yeah. uh, let. But the one thing I've seen out of him that I've been pleased by is that he's not playing games. If he's if you know, if he's here, this is where he is. He's saying it. He's not. It just seems to me that he's not. He's decisive, but also collaborative. And I think that that well, that balance, lawyer, and, and he's as, a lawyer, and I mean, that helps. We can disagree without being disagreeable. Absolutely. Here's so the other thing. I like so that. he's going to get along very well with the majority floor leader, who's John Patterson, 
a doctor from the Kansas City area. The last four years, we've not had that. We've had a lot of fighting between the speaker and the floor leader, and that's in the same party. And There's things, a natural things tension don't go well. between those roles, though. I think that that's a yeah. check and balance that's appropriate. But I don't think but they're going to. I don't I think, think they're going to brawl it out. Okay, dynamics in the Senate moving forward. We've we've been talking about this for months, right? A little bit. I know cooler what's new heads, to maybe. say. I mean, I, really, we saw the tradition in the Senate is that the new senators are introduced by another senator, and it's just by number, by draw. And you had Mike Moon, who is maybe the most divisive. Um, senator from the formerly known as the Conservative Caucus, introducing Senator Lincoln Huff, who is maybe the most divisive of the other group of Republicans. Um, And it was collegial and it was warm and it was professional. We walked through some rule changes without any drama. Um, You know, I think that there's this expectation that we can disagree without being disagreeable and that a lot of the stuff that we're doing isn't that divisive. Right? And it'll be less election politics. There will still be some. Of course. But I think some of the elections of some, with some of the biggest problems are but over. Look, let's face it, though. There's an opportunity here. you got $6 billion surplus, Steve, right? So what, what, there's going to be billion. some... We do. Yeah, did I say million? I'm sorry. No, billion. Billion, yeah, billion yeah. dollar surplus. So, you know, we've got the $6 billion. I know everybody keeps talking about it. Cody this Smith is the, will try to save it in the, the House, and this the Senate is the, the accountant in me. I'm like, we have about... Let's just round things off. We have a $38 billion annual budget. I'm like, you know, $6 billion, it's not, I mean, it's a lot of money. But in terms of the whole budget, we have to spend it wisely. Um, but I don't think. You want the Mark Reardon plan? I gave this to Mary Elizabeth the other night. I'm kind of half serious here. Let, why couldn't you just pick a number, whether it's $3 billion or uh, 3 and a half or 4 and say, we're going to save that. All right, let's save half, okay? We're, we're going to invest whatever the state does. But we're going to look at some priorities for we have a surplus for three billion dollars. Can we give tax relief, whatever the the issues might be? The because road. can we pick something that could yeah, be yeah. transformational? We've, we've done the tax relief. I mean, we've taxes have tax been cut. Well, what could be transformation? What could be roads. big and transformation? Roads. So I think uh, if we have some internet expansion all over the state, we that's big. That. Some broadband, and that's not that's even that expensive. At the top, well, of the, the problem level. is what's left is expensive to get to. Right? right. Correct. It's cheap to get where they're at. Doesn't matter. We did it with electricity back in the twenties and thirties. Just to be clear on all this. So we're talking about just making sure the deep rural areas also have access. Also have Not access even deep to rural. Parts of Jeffco. Yeah. Oh, really? Have it. Yeah, yeah. My, my sister and brother-in-law, they don't have... Do they, they have running water? They do. Okay, but they use, you need broadband. They use, they use T-Mobile and they, they use their hotspot on their cell phones. Yeah, that's not good. Yeah. No. So, we know so we need that to sounds be, like so something we should do. That's one. And we we have so much road, oh, bridge, bridges. port, infrastructure to be done. I mean, the number is humongous. It dwarfs the six billion. Okay, it just but, dwarfs. But aren't we, we getting, wait, wait, aren't we getting money from all our money that we Even send that. to Washington? Whoa, whoa, hold on. Where's all that going? Conception, right? That, you know that. We well, get, no, I don't we know get, that. We get more money than we give to the federal government. In we fact, do. almost every we leverage state, our federal dollars better than any state in the nation does. That's true, and also the they're just printing money and giving it to the states. It's not like they're returning our taxpayers. They're returning our taxpayers plus like okay, $8. but that's fine. But my point is, there's all this money per coming dollar, in, right? You mean the infrastructure money? Yes. Hopefully, well, I mean, well, don't no, not, who's read that bill? That bill? Who read the bill? I haven't read it yet. Yeah, yeah, well, someone we're, we're going to get me, infrastructure, okay. federal infrastructure. Sure. The state doesn't the know state. yet what kind of like getting. under Obama with the shovel ready projects. Give we're, me a break. We'll see what we see. Well, but I think that you you 
given the pool of money that will be available, I don't see why you can't have and everyone's going to want their own projects completed. But there are a lot of potential projects that should be completed, bridges in particular, because they're going to fall apart and then create more issues for people who can't cross that bridge. How about kids? I mean, we've got more kids in foster care right now than any state our size, and we continue to have an increased number. We've got to spend money on getting our child welfare system to be able to evaluate the cases that are there and find them. I mean, the, the list is endless. So... Here's what I hear. Here's what I hear from the state lawmakers. Oh, we're not going to have any problem burning through $6 billion. That's what I hear. And that's what frustrates the taxpayers, I think, sometimes. No, I think that's right. I'd much rather just cut our taxes and and cut our spending. You have to cut the spending. So, But you can't cut the spending on these generational problems. You have to cut the spending on the ongoing stuff. And nobody seems to have the stomach Nobody wants to do it because when it all said and done, we've been cutting this budget for decades. And- this, this idea that fraud, waste, and abuse, it's all baloney. We've cut our budget to the bone. And, you know, one more tax cut is only going to make things worse. So the bottom line, we aren't taking care of our kids. We're not taking care of our roads. And we need to acknowledge, and I think as elected leaders, you have an obligation to tell your constituents there's no such thing as a free lunch. You want better roads? We're going to have to spend money. And we can't just start throwing around tax cuts every t- every election cycle. Or decide or decide that, like a lot of Jeffco, we would rather be a low-service, low-tax state. Right? So you have to pick. Are you going to be a low-service, low-tax state? We already are. True that. We already are. ask for more programs. I'm glad you right. said that because frequently on the Republican side in Jeff City, it's every thing about cutting taxes i'm saying hey what services that we provide now do your citizens not want what because we have to cut them and oh, I, I, I would be more than willing to prepare a list for you by the way you i really, really would but you know on twitter I, I, yeah, i'll take a, i'll do twitter. a deep dive but here's what again here's what's frustrating i think i asked this question rhetorically the other night i'll ask those in the room are you aware of we, – we're about to – you can argue if we're in a recession, we're not in a recession. Steve and I have gone back and forth on this. Right, Amazon's laying off 18000 Blah, blah, blah. Wh- whatever. The economy is, is a tough time for people right now, right? And we know we, we've had a tough time coming out of the pandemic. But, okay, businesses have had challenges. Have state government laid anyone off? Have they cut – They has can't hire one, anybody. Has one department yeah. had one yes, dollar less yes. in their budget? Yes. Yes. A lot. I mean, Mark, yes. there, there's all kinds of unfilled positions. You're telling me – no, 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 I'm not talking about that. Not fired. No, wait a second. That's not my question. Different. You're saying that is there a budget in the state government of any department that was actually lower – and I don't want to hear this stuff about compared to inflation. I'm just yeah, talking yeah. about lower than the, the budget before. There's not because it never happened. I'll happens. say this past year, no, because – we had surplus funds. It was, you know, a nice position to be let me, in. Let me Our give you some context. So, give me you're, some context. You could Enlighten fire. Me. You could fire every state employee that's less than one half it's a sliver of one percent. Right. Okay. Okay. So that I want to give you context. The biggest drivers of the state general revenue Medicaid. budget. Ding 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 ding. Medicaid K through twelve. Medicaid. Medicaid expansion. Hi, it's not expansion. It, it was, expansion. It was we like been that. able to look at our roles. You haven't even the started expanding well, yet. It was, you can't have okay, but before expansion, it's still a huge no, chunk of the budget. No, but expansion we get a lot more federal dollars. We have one in six Missourians that are on our welfare system. Well, that's we're, one we're, in six. Yeah, we're a poor state in we're many ways. We're a poor ways. state, and, and we're okay, a low we have poor people that have to get taken care of like that. And higher education. Those are the biggest, and prisons. Actually, prisons is as much, if not more, than Medicaid. No, okay? no, it's much No, less. come on. There's no way. It's not. It's, yeah, way. Prison it's huge. No, it is a huge number. For general revenue. I'm talking about general. You You're can't talk about a portion of budget. GR. GR is all you all have control We're over. We're at almost right. 60% of the budget of GR is and, Medicaid. But I'm just telling you, Medicaid, I mean, K through 12, 
prisons? Which the, which I mean, of those why are, are you going Just out of curiosity, I don't know. This is not a simple because answer. Because we I get use that. federal dollars for everything else. And we use just GR for prisons. We don't get federal dollars so you for get prisons. This do- all of, a lot of the state programs are state-administered federal, federal programs funds, for right. all of our states, not just Missouri. And so when you get those matching dollars, they go into earmarked funds. So you can't right. just, like, move it around. Or even things like the lottery. The lottery has to go into this. So that means that it's you use for education and blah, veterans. Blah, blah, blah. Right. Right. Okay, I got you. Yeah, so that's. I just want to give you context. We have about 7 or $8 billion that they have control over. Out of the thirty, no, I, I know it's not. Well, it's like it's look, It's the same thing with the federal government. The omnibus from a couple of weeks ago. It's the entitlement programs that are driving that federal spending, not everything else. But, but hang the ones on, that have all the money. we have one more segment to go on the Reardon Roundtable on this Friday. All right, welcome back. One more segment to go here on a Friday Reardon Roundtable with Jane Duker on the panel. State Senator now, Mary Elizabeth Coleman, State Rep. Steve Butts, all with us in the studio this afternoon. Just on the budget stuff, because we didn't really touch on it specifically, and Mary Elizabeth, you and I talked about it the other day. But what, people on Twitter, for example, I had a guy say, with a $6 billion surplus, get rid of the personal property tax. And I'm all for getting rid of the personal property tax. Here, but here. that's nuanced because that money is not all sent. It's not like the that's money that a, you pay, it's not, it's not sent to the state, right? right? It's not it's a state. It has nothing to do with local. the state budget. Yeah. Yeah, that's local. local. And this well, well, just pull okay. the it okay. has nothing to do with it. Well, but, it's money the state doesn't have to pay to support the locals. Exactly. So, Steve, I mean, can't we at least look at an option of saying, can we re- that the whole thing is nonsense? I hate it. Well, no. let's let's see if the we six can. Six billion. Let's is one start. Time. Let's. Well, this is tricky. I know. I know it's tricky. Let's start with seeing if we can pull back instead of replace. Let's see if we can not spend as much money. But can anyone argue that 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 whole thing? We should blow up the whole licensing thing with these independent contractors in these offices, which is utterly ridiculous, yeah. and I don't even know how it stays. So why can't you want transformational change? That's transformational change. Make the state better. Well, listen, I agree with you. And, and we were talking off air during the commercial, Jay mm-hmm. and I, and I hate it when we agree, but it happens. <laughs> and one of the things that Good we both policy. agree on is all of these the tax, tax credits. credits. Because when you have a tax credit, it doesn't show the revenue then. And so it's off of the books. It it's doesn't, off books. It, it doesn't nothing... look like it. Right. So okay. this is Explain the problem. this a little bit better. We're not, I understand what you're saying. So but, a so tax we don't lose credit people. means it's revenue foregone by the state. Okay. Because we want certain things. So the idea right. is we okay, incentivize certain things. If I'm growing soybeans and I need $100,000 right. from the state, you're tax not going to give me that money, but you're going to let me reduce that We're from let my you burden. Not have my correct. correct. So or... when the budget is presented, there's a revenue estimate. And the revenue estimate includes all the tax credits that they exp- expect to be renewed. The problem is to be redeemed. The problem is the public doesn't know what the revenue base would look like but for these tax credits and how many hundreds of millions of dollars. That's a huge chunk of the our idea budget. is we don't know what's going to actually be redeemed, right? right. That's the argument for not including now, it can, on the income. They, they, they do expire. They do expire. They're not all redeemed. This is not a partisan thing. This it is isn't. Republicans and Democrats. And this is so for the fiscal conservatives like you and I. Like, I vote against the tax credits, and people, it makes, you know, the agriculture groups angry. It makes those special groups angry. But I would rather reduce the overall tax burden like the guy on Twitter and get rid of personal property tax. And I think that's like renting my own stuff. I find it insufferable. Because that's an ongoing. See, that to me, I, I don't agree with. I One, I agree. The public needs to know all these tax credits are, that are out there and how much it's reducing revenue. Because that's that's like, it is spending. You just don't see it. And it's secret spending. But that at least you're taking an ongoing obligation and offsetting it with a tax okay. cut. Right. A one-time you can't do. Now it. my brain hurts. Enough budget stuff. I'm moving on. Gosh, it uh, wasn't even the accountant. Now I feel bad for even asking. I'm not those even questions. an accountant. Let's do a speed round here. I got a few speed things round. I want to work through, Jane. Um, 
we were fascinated, Sue and I, yesterday by the affidavit and the Idaho oh, killer. I read it. Because the one thing that's still very confusing, is, and this was the big news from yesterday, is that this one roommate the saw the dude walk by her. Oh. Now, if you read it, it, it seems like he didn't see her. He, he may have, not right? have. She right. may have cracked the door. You don't know. But then but why not call somebody? For seven to eight hours, there's not a 911 well, call. Well, first of all, she could have been hammered. I mean, look, that's, she's a college that's kid. That is she the may theory. have thought that, oh, there's some party, something I don't know what's yes. going on. There's no way. And then she passes out. Yeah, yeah, or this girl, I mean, I don't think she thought that this guy came in and murdered. He had black clothes on, so if he had a blood all over him, you wouldn't know. I mean, can you imagine living with There that? is more uh, to that story. I yeah. know there is, and there's no way this little girl is like, "Oh yeah, I'm I'm, you know, I'm not going to do anything." And by the way, she may have been scared out of her bejesus. I mean, I am not willing to scorch this girl oh, until no, no, I I'm know not say, I'm not some some are any, already. I, I'm not scorching anyone. I'm just saying that's a little confusing. So that's that's a mess. And then um I mean, the guy, the fact that he let her live so what what the heck well, does that's why that I'm mean in well, some they, kind of weird world? The other theory you may was, have not had time to did slaughter he know she another, was even there. They talked to an Maybe expert we don't and know. the expert said it's possible that what happened was and this is horrible right. and she said this is horrible. He may just have been too tired. He may have been too tired. No, because no. it's impossible. It is wow. very and I'm really sorry for four people to kill four people and stab them the way he did to slaughter them. So <gasps> he and, and he probably knew he was running out of time. Because yeah. he was on his way out the door. So, yes. Well, we have to get some, you know, a lot of people have questions about the police in the aftermath of this because it goes back to they November 13th. But let's face it. If you read that affidavit, there's some really good police they work. They knew. They were thorough. They waited for the DNA as well. They could have arrested this kid a few weeks ago, realistically, but they wanted to get the DNA. And I love that the FBI were following him all the yeah, way to Yeah, but you know what, Jane? That's something else. I don't know if you saw that because yesterday the FBI released a statement that said that we did not order the local police to pull that car over. So there, there's some things that are going on here that are still but they confusing. were watching this guy the yeah, fbi I was watching, watching this guy him. and so i think that's interesting as heck and this guy like driving with his dad like i'm like dude you've got the car i mean how cocky are you that you think you get to just stay in that's that car cocky. you have to have some kind of personality yeah. disorder to oh he's this, he, this guy's I mean, like, there's i mean no... and look it's very bundy-esque i'm like this guy there is no way right that this is the first time that he's done something and they're going to find something on the because there's no way that you just wake up one day and you slaughter even from a strength and an adrenaline point of view there's no way that you just wake up one day and you slaughter well people. no i mean i think we know from the affidavit that there was at least a little bit of stalking involved here too he was circling around in that neighborhood he he did have i don't know if he had specific targets in mind but he had a uh, region, it, you know, it would seem he did though. Uh, it Steve, would seem he did. Couple yes. other topics. Southwest Airlines debacle. Did you fly? You didn't fly Southwest to London, I'm guessing. But uh, I love Southwest. I really do. And I don't know how much they've hurt their brand. They offered twenty five thousand, or not offered. They've given twenty five thousand dollars in frequent flyer points to customers affected. Well, what's the end result here of Southwest Airlines? And should Congress take a look at this a little bit? Yes. Should Congress take a look at it? I guess they're going to. It's a computer and problem. I'm I'm going to say short lived story. Um, I love Southwest Airlines. I fly them more than, you know, I'm a St. Louis guy, so we fly Southwest. But as an airline over the last 15 years that I've been flying a lot, they've been great yep. most of the time. They stand right by their their customers. Their prices are good. I think, yeah, they had a horrible meltdown, and some people are going to be hacked off for a while until, you know, but they gotta the other it. airlines, they got to fix it. That and I'm computer sure, problem is a biggie. And, and you know, when you have systemic computer software issues sometimes you could do stuff on the cheap for so long and then it comes back and bites in that is what happened here um jane i could ask steve this question but i'm moving on here 
our University of Missouri Tigers appear to be in a better shape for the NCAA tournament than even SLU, and that's kind of flipped on its head based on predictions. Isn't that great? Look, here's what happened today, and this is the best news, I think, of all, because it's been very sad as someone who spent a lot of time at the Hearn Center with some great teams and watching this uh, debacle of a program over the years, seeing the empty seats over the last five to ten years in particular. They just sold out the Alabama game for the 21st. I'm going to go to that game here in a few oh, weeks. Oh, I, I have to go and, because my daughter's roll well, tied, oh, and I'm the zoo, you, and I'm like, oh. If you want to carpool, I'm heading down that afternoon. Alabama's got a good team. It's this a 5 is be a great game, game. But I, they sold it out. That's the fourth sellout. And probably they'll Amen. sell out another four and at And the least. antlers are in tow, I hope. SLU, what happens to them? Because, Steve, obviously now you got another injury. Um, Travis Ford's having some trouble there. Yeah, so, you know, um, so I follow the Billikens closely, go to most all the games here in town. Um, boy, we started off with a lot of hope, thinking, you know, this is really going to be a serious NCAA tournament team. And, you know, a couple of losses that uh, we shouldn't have had, and now an injury or two. Um, you know, it's thrown a, a, a wet blanket over it, although yeah. they're still competitive, and they're almost always entertaining, as we were saying. Um, aren't you know, there e- some weird they way? Don't, aren't they don't quit. They parallels keep Parallels to the Blues right now? Because the Blues have the same challenges. They yeah, have injuries, yeah, yeah. and you know, then they still have a spark in them like last night. So they might go on a run, you know, win their tournament in the A-10 and, you know, get in that they way. Bid, Who knows? Yeah. They'll get a automatic they could, they could win the tournament. I mean, it's possible. No, they cannot. I think I'm the only one. The A-10 tournament. A-10 tournament. Yeah. No, not the NCAA. You're not slew. You're Mizzou Law? No, I went to slew Law. I'm Mizzou undergrad. Okay, so I'm slew undergrad. You're... Yeah. Okay. So I like both. I love Billikens. I love the Tigers. And then now I got this whole World Tide thing going. So okay. it's well, really messing me up. We can maybe up. get you some sort of vaccine for that nonsense. But <laughs> no, they I... didn't believe in vaccines down there. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. No, they didn't know that COVID existed in Alabama. <laughs> Thank so, God your daughter got to go to school then. And right? we all love the Chiefs. So. Let's go. Hey, here's a here's a proposal for those of us <laughs> See, in the city. If the Chiefs aren't going to play at home for the FC Championship game, if the NFL screws this up even more, let's offer them the dome for a neutral site, right? That'd still be a neutral site, I would say. I don't think we can do it. I don't even think we have a field. Happen, but no. I'm kind of joking, Jane. But yeah, we, we could do it. It's just it sad. sad. That, yeah, we don't Steve have Butts, a dome great to see it. you. Thanks, Mark. Happy Senator New Year. Senator Coleman, great to see you. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Merry Jane, Christmas. you going to hang with me in the next hour? I am. Let's do it. Get more at 971talk.com. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at penfed.org slash savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone. Whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. 
a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.